Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com and you'll be listening to this on Spotify and iTunes and the audio version on YouTube and BitChute until they throw me off. um, I'm here with um, Dean Henderson today, it's an absolute honour and a pleasure to have Dean on. Um, Dean's work I came across a couple of months back and um, Richie Allen was good enough to put me in touch with Dean. And Dean is one of the very few people talking about going for the head of this snake really go over the head of it and I've been so frustrated with people talking about um, politics getting involved with the voting the illusion of choice over and over and over again and Dean was one of the very few people along with David who like who are talking about the actual Nephilim the people behind this the bloodline families where this goes back to and this is the heart this is the belly of the beast and all through the city of London um, so, Dean, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for giving me an hour. Dean, why is it so important? I don't want to I want to cut straight to the chase, but people realise that, one, voting is an illusion, and if you don't get past that, what hope have we got? Yeah, uh, well, I really appreciate you tracking me down, Rich, uh, and, uh, I'm, and having me on your show, first of all. Um, Disillusionment is what we need, see, because you know we don't need illusions. We need just we need to get rid of the illusions, and of course, voting is just part of the illusion that you know somehow we actually have a say in what really is more of a selection process than election process, and uh, yeah, and we have to find out who's doing the selecting, you know, and who's in charge of that, and uh, through my research of uh, 35 years, really. You know, I've just kind of climbed the food chain, if you will, um, going from, you know, big oil and the defense contractors and corporations to the banks that own the stock in those corporations to the uh, families that own those banks and every central bank in the world, every private central bank, which they mostly are, to the central bank of central banks, the BIS in Switzerland and the city of London, which is their operation space, and then to the Nephilim crown family bloodline families that uh that lord over the whole thing and do absolutely nothing and so um except chaos death genocide slavery um they've been behind every major uh event uh bad event uh for eight thousand years now so so yeah i really appreciate you tuning in to that and um it's really i feel important to uh we got to find out who's who's behind this you know and then we can fix it we're talking about the Nephilim crown there. We'll come on to later if anybody we haven't heard that. But um, one thing I really wanted to ask you, and is a question in my mind um, a lot, is do you think these people are genetically connected to the Anunnaki? Um, or do you think they believe that they are? Um, and, yeah, I just want to get your take on that. Because I believe they are. But would it matter anyway, even if they just believed they are, if they had a load of money to be able to wreak havoc on the world anyway? That's an excellent point. It wouldn't matter, um, it, it, you know, no matter who they are, if, they, if it's all just a delusion. But yeah, to me, Nephilim is synonymous with the Anunnaki. Uh, it's also synonymous with the Archons. It's synonymous with what the Native Americans call the Watiko or the Windigo. Um, it's synonymous with what the Muslims call Jinn. And uh, and it's just this, this force of... Uh, darkness really that tries to squash the, the bright light of humanity and the bright light of, of mother nature and replace it with this luciferian um synthetic reality which is uh you know we've reached sort of an, an apex of that right now with the ai the computers and all that the 5g so yeah it, it goes back to samaria as as far as we can you know really trace it um the sumerian clay tablets you know which have been translated and many people and uh, pretty much tells us, I mean, what's what happened and what happened was the, the Nibiru planet that these people lived on um, apparently ran into trouble and they, their atmosphere was uh, compromised. They had to come here and mine gold and enslave people. They did genetic uh, experiments on uh, 
people or animals or who knows what to create a race of slaves. Um, my own personal take on that, uh, and it's just it's just a take. It's not, you know, there's no facts behind it um, that I know, but my gut instinct is that that means the Aryan race um, because it just seems to me like the blacks and the Indians and the Mexicans have, have been a little more free and they're not as liable to go to work for the man and just, you know, work 60 hours a week for nothing and help him build his prison, his prison camp, which is what they've made this planet into. So, but we don't know. That's, that's just my speculation. But at any rate, they forced, uh, according to the tablets, they forced these, these Sumerians into agriculture, which of course that's Mesopotamia. We do know that's the birthplace of agriculture. We do know um, that that was also the Garden of Eden in the Bible, which is one of two creation stories in the Bible. And that's the one I think that tells us about the Anunnaki, the serpent tempting humans with uh, with basically a worship of their intellect, which is symbolized by the bite out of the apple, um, which is also the logo of Apple computer. And you see, you've seen a lot of biting people biting apples lately, you know, which is no coincidence. Um, and it corrupted us and it, we, we, we weren't content, in other words, to be hunting and gathering people. Or maybe we weren't quite content, but we were forced into this new way of living agriculture to uh, supply the cities of Ur and Babylon. Um, that these uh, Anunnaki hybrids, uh, including Abraham, who was the patriarch of all major religions, controlled. And so I tend to think it is real connection. I tend to think there's, there's an, a lot of evidence there that... But that did happen, starting with that. And, you know, if you look at that evidence, just that little snippet there, compared to the evidence of some Big Bang theory, which supposedly happened 4.5 billion years ago, again, you know, this kind of chaos and, you know, disruption, and there's, there's no plan, there's no creator. In other words, it's just all kind of happenstance. Or if you compare that to the evolutionary theory, um, which I studied enough anthropology in college to know that there was never any convincing link, and, and any anthropologist worth their salt will tell you this, there's never been a link between humans and apes, clearly established. Ramapithecus was the closest they got, and it just wasn't very solid at all. And so if you if you put uh, the evidence of the tablets in Samaria and, and all that stuff that happened uh, up against their, their theories, and again, their theories, these are, these are, and these are the crown theories, Big Bang theory is a crown theory, uh, Evolutionary theory is a crown theory promoted by the National Geographic Society with the Grossfinner family, which is one of the bloodlines. Um, you know, particle physics theory is, is a theory of the Royal Society of Physics, which they, uh, you know, and telling us that we have to look into, you know, matter and, and, and you just have to find the smaller and smaller particles. And, and, and then it's all really predictable. And, of course, subatomic physics and, uh, and all has just blown that to smithereens like it's just a lie. And it's actually, we're living in an electric universe, which is uh, plasma-based and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, it's all these theory, germ theory is another one, you know, which is they're using with this COVID and every medical doctor, well, not everyone, there's some renegades, but, but they're mostly going down this germ theory path. And, you know, if you have the wrong path, you're, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and, and everything's going to be a mistake. And that's what we're seeing here instead of looking at terrain theory, which is, you know, the, your environment, how your environment makes you sick, and then what your body does to react to that sickness. So, so yeah, you go back to, to Samaria with these people, these Nephilim, Anunnaki, Jinn, whatever you want to call them, and then what happened was they branched out, um, and they became the pharaohs of Egypt, and then and another branch went into Babylon and created that um, horror show. Um, created religion, organized religion, and, and notions of spirituality, which would be used to enslave people's mind, just total mind control. In Egypt, they established the mystery schools, which is where Freemasonry, the Muslim Brotherhood, and Kabbalah all came out of uh, at about the same time. And, th and at that point, they were hiding the true nature of humanity from humanity. You know, they said, no, you don't, you, you can't know that you have all these powers to do these things. We, we're going to guard that knowledge from you because we want to lord over you. And they enslaved the Israelites, built the pyramids um, with whatever technology from above they had. And those Israelites were actually Ethiopian uh, black people because um, that's who the Israelites were originally. And they were drove, driven into Ethiopia. And that's why the Coptic Christian uh Bible is probably the, the most accurate accounting of, of what went on there. 
And um, yeah, so and then from there they moved across the channel uh, or across the Mediterranean um, into the Holy Roman Empire, which they established. And they burned the Library of Alexander behind them to hide their bloodlines, to hide their genocide of, of people, and to hide their their acts of atrocity. But I think mainly to hide their bloodlines. And this is where the Nag Hammadi scrolls, you know, you can find out more. And we finally found those. And then from Babylon, they went up into the Caucasus, I believe. And um, this is where they hooked up with the Ashkenazi Jew component, um, the Rothschilds and so forth. And um, and then they migrated into, into Europe, the Ashkenazis. Meanwhile, in the Holy Roman Empire, there was a war between the Catholic Church and the Templars, um, the Illuminati. And uh, because they've had the Catholic Church in their pocket many, many times in history, and then at other times they haven't had it in their pocket. There's been kind of an uprising, and that was one time when um, when the Catholic Church, um, led by Pope Clement, um, you know, they burned Jacques de Molay at the stake for sorcery and necromancy and all kinds of, you know, satanic stuff. And so the Templars, and the which they were now the bankers because they – they had the first fleet of ships, right? And so they used those ships to take crusaders to the Middle East. And um, they created the, what we would know as the bond market, you know, getting people into debt for those voyages. They created like a credit card system. And, and really, they they did found modern banking, the Knights Templar, you have to say. But, um, and then they went around the world and they looted every indigenous tribe everywhere, Africa, Latin America, here in North America, Asia, uh, India, everywhere, just stole all their gold, stole all their gems and their jewels and everything, and assigned it value, you know, which, you know, every good banker has to, you know, have a, something that he can assign value that makes, you know, when he has it, then you don't have it, then it's worth more suddenly, you know. Yeah. And so they, you know, they have this little war, though, between the Catholic Church and with help from King Philip of France, who uh, went rogue on these guys. And so the Templars fled to Venice, and then another branch, and their, most of their loot ended up in Scotland, and with help from the Sinclair family, which is one of the Nephilim bloodline families, they established Freemasonry in Scotland, Scottish Rite Freemasonry. And meanwhile, in Venice, you had the Guelphs and the Lombards, and uh, many different, uh, you know, banking families um, bundling together into what we call, what we now know as fascism. And that, that's where the term was invented. And it meant, let's get our bloodlines united, and, and then we can basically withstand the peasantry, uh, withstand these people that were screwing over, you know, if we all get in it together. And, um, and then for Venice, those, those people, um, and no coincidence, Venice was, on a sea, was a seaport, because at that time, again, the Templars had the ships. And it was very important to have a seaport. Well, then they figured out, okay, wait a minute. Um, there's this place called the UK now, um, which uh, is even better because it's an island. And again, no one else had ships. So, you know, anybody that was wanting to go up against the kings really couldn't even get to the UK. And so there was this convergence in Normandy um, where these bloodlines intermarried a bunch, like the Rolla family, which, which is a Viking family the Anjou family, the Plantagenet family, Habsburg family, um, all these royal bloodlines began to <clears throat> mix and interbreed. And from there, they went over to the to the British Islands after they established the Hanseatic League in Germany and after they established the Dutch East India Company along with the Bank of Amsterdam, which was the first private central bank with the, uh, done with the overseeing of the House of Orange. And so... Then they went to the UK, and they, that's why it's called the UK, I believe, United Kingdom, because this is where the kings of the world, the bloodline Nephilim crown, said, we're going to establish our base here because it's defendable um, on every side with the ocean and pretty rough ocean as well. And, and, uh, and they set up shop, and then Magna Carta came along um, in the 12th century, and this is when William III invited uh, you know, the, the, the families into the city of London and down from Scotland, they brought their loot with them, and um, and they established the East India Company, and they established, um, you know, all these 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 tentacles. Uh, they're, they're the ones that came up with the idea, even of a corporation. I mean, this was the crown idea, and it, and it is to this day because it gives them limited liability, and they can hide behind these corporations that are doing harm to people, and they don't have, they can't sue them, they can't be held responsible. 
And so they actually established the city of London and um, Lombard Street, after the Lombard family, I think it's Lombardy Street, actually, mm. is the main thoroughfare in the city of London. And so that's, this was going to be their political uh, planning base or their geopolitical base where they would dominate the planet with the British Empire, what they called the British Empire, which is actually a Nephilim crown empire hiding behind the British flag. Um, and then they established later the, the Bank of International Settlements in Switzerland and in the whole country of Switzerland as kind of a banking repository for their wealth, but specifically the BIS being the central bank of central bankers. You know where where um, and and yeah, and each family was assigned certain tasks. Like the Hohenzollern dynasty was is kind of runs the Bank of uh, International Settlements, the Guelph family, which is Queen Elizabeth, so she's Venetian, you know, and uh, they they handle harp. Uh, they have a you know the coat of arms has a harp on it. If you notice the Windsor family, um, and and just certain families are given certain tasks by by this crown, so it's well organized. And again, fascism. It's it's it is fascism. I mean, the Nephilim crown is fascism. In fact, Savoy family in uh, Italy uh, funded and sponsored Mussolini, um, the royals and what used to be the royal family of Italy. You know, and uh, and with Hitler in his case, he he went to the Tavistock Institute, another crown uh, entity. That's their psychological warfare, uh, you know, entity in London. And he actually attended that in the nineteen teens and was groomed by the crown. To become what he was and they are the white supremacists for sure and they are and they're obsessed with bloodlines and so to them you know not just white supremacists but supremacy over all of humanity the divine right of kings we have the right to basically order your life herd you around like sheeple and uh take from you or the taxes divide you into nation states so that we can put you at war with each other and fund both sides and make money um, and and give you this illusion of democracy, um, and now and, and you know now we're getting to the point where that illusion is going to go away, and they, they we're in the kind of final stages of this new world order, which is basically the complete privatization of the planet under uh, a few bloodline families. They're hiding in a cloak of greenery with uh, you know the, the 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 climate change hoax. They're hiding in a cloak of, of socialism even, you know, we're all in it together and all this, all this propaganda that's coming out. But in fact, uh, it's just a sales pitch and this is going to be the most medieval, brutal force of, of that, that British mercantilism uh, laissez-faire has, has ever seen, has ever appeared on this planet since the Dark Ages. Except this time there's a com technology component, there's a computer component. So instead of working in a field all day, you'll you'll sit behind your screen and you'll mine Bitcoin all day, or you'll code for Amazon all day, or and you'll get paid very little, and we'll all be set against each other in competition. All of the Chinese model, which they, you know, that's what China is. China is the low wage platform uh, in the world. And that's why they set it up. There's not much communist about it at all. Um, it's more just this is where the corporations have established, and the, and the crown has established its manufacturing base. And set this extremely low bar, um, whereby people, you know, get paid a pittance, basically slave labor. So that's kind of a, a brief summary of, of of these people. And then, of course, you have a, a modern day history where Israel was established, uh, uh, you know, via the Balfour Declaration, which is signed by the Rothschilds. Rothschilds are basically, uh, I'm coming to understand, the Red Shield, the Rothschilds, the Red Shield, they're the Bloodline Shield. So, like, if you at a certain point you'll you'll criticize israel or the united states you know because our military but then if you get to beyond that into the federal reserve cartel and you'll find out those eight families that own 52 percent of the fed and then you go oh the rothschilds are the most powerful 100 trillion dollars probably and then you go um wait a minute no they're, they're actually people above the rothschilds and the rothschilds are the red shield so if you get to the point where you've reached the rothschilds they don't mind it if you criticize the Rothschilds. Plus, they're Jewish, so then they can call you anti-Semitic, and that's very convenient for them. And they all, and indeed, they always, when the crown gets in trouble, they always try to get you to blame the Jews. That's part of the shtick. And by having the Rothschilds and the Warburgs and some Jewish families out front, but that's just the banking component, you know. And that's what I've come to realize with this latest book is that's just the banking component. And sort of the structure, the way it is, there's the there's the Nephilim bloodline families. The crown, and when I say crown, I mean collective crown. I don't mean just Queen Elizabeth, who by herself owns 6.6 .6 billion acres of land on this planet yeah. by herself. 
but I'm talking about all the bloodline uh, crown families who live in castles and don't do nothing and we pay their way, you know, and there's, and there's, there's Chinese families, the Lee family, there's the Japanese Yamamoto family, the emperors, there's the Shah family as in Iran, the Shah as in Afghanistan, uh, Zaire Shah who reinstalled after our invasion or opium war in Afghanistan. We're pumping all these opioids into the West and the crown's making money off it. And you have the Singh family, you have the Khan family, which is a Pakistan, India, you know, family and Every just like every president of the United States has come from the Plantagenet bloodline, every prime minister of India has come from the Khan bloodline. So it's all hidden, well, but well controlled. And then above, below those families, you have this. They call it the Council of Thirty-Three. Then you have the Committee of Three Hundred, which John Coleman wrote an excellent book about. You know, former British intelligence agent John Coleman um, called the Committee of Three Hundred. Everybody should read that. And uh, below that, you have kind of the Rosicrucians, the Red Cross, again, uh, the Rothschilds, the Red Cross. And what they're symbolizing with the Red Cross, by the way, which is a vampire organization which sucks people's blood and then sells it to people for $600 a pint at hospitals all over the world, and you give it to them for free, right, is, is, is the Red Cross is actually symbolizing the Nephilim uh, crossing with humanity. And, um, and it's a blood cross. It's a blood, you know, so... For example, these crown families have uh, Rh negative blood, um, all of them, and most people don't. And it turns out that the biggest concentration outside of the crown families is in the Basque region, which is Normandy, which is where they got together at first to interbreed. And so that region of southern France and northern Spain has has high Rh negative blood. Um, but they have that, and that's why they call them blue bloods, and that's why they, you know, that's why their favorite color is purple. And, you know, they're really, you know, there's a lot, a lot of stuff here, but, um, but yeah, so, so then below the Rosicrucians and the, the Priory of Zion, which are kind of on the same level, um, then you get into, you know, your lower level, like your Freemasons who, who run the, and you, you know, the military political part and rig elections and, you know, run drugs and, you know, run arms and stuff. And this, this is why they're secret societies. They have to be secret because everything they do is is really evil. And then the Muslim Brotherhood does the same in the Arab world. They're they're based in the House of Saud and uh, the Kabbalists are the Israeli component and, and they, they they pretty much run Mossad and, and, and all that. Then you have the Illuminati, which is in charge of Hollywood. Um, and, um, you know, all this, all the just try, trying to, de you know, basically degenerate humanity through you know, smut and through filth and through um, just mind control and, and, and basically bread and circuses. And then you have, um, you know, below that, you, you basically have your, you know, your, your people like Gates, you know, Bill Gates, who is a knight commander of the British Empire as of 2005. Um, and in that capacity, he, they're telling you that he's prosecuting a war because he wasn't made a sir or a lord or you know he wasn't allowed to retire to the countryside in wales right i mean he actually is in the battle and the battle now for these people is against humanity and elon musk is another one and he's a member of the royal society as well um and yeah you look at COVID, and, and their fingerprints are all over it whether it's the purbright institute setting up the shop in wuhan china right before that happened whether and also setting up event 201 purbright institute is a crown charity whether you look at the Wellcome Trust, another crown charity involved also in Event mm -hmm. 201, whether you look at GlaxoSmithKline, which came out of the Wellcome Trust, that's the private part of it, the pharmaceutical company, GSK, which is a crown agent corporation, AstraZeneca, another crown agent corporation, British American Tobacco, crown agent corporation, they're using the tobacco mosaic virus as part of most of these vaccines, maybe all of these vaccinations. Um, you look at Lockheed Martin building the space fence um, and involved heavily with the, with the space lockdown and the chemtrailing of this planet. And that's a crown agent corporation. You look at General Electric, which puts the smart meters on all of our houses. That's a crown agent corporation came out of RCA Corporation, which was involved in the Kennedy assassination, which also created sonar back in 1918, I believe. And probably was the cause of the Spanish flu of 1918 when everybody came home from World War II, hadn't been exposed to it. And then also out of RCA came Circo, which is this giant uh, tentacle. You probably read the chapter in the book about it, 
um, unbelievably powerful company that nobody's ever heard of. And um, again, a crown agent corporation, Queen has the golden share. They, uh, they have every contract on the U.S. military, whether it's Navy, Air Force, Marines, uh, uh, whether it's NSA, the CIA, the FBI, they, they have the security contracts for all these. So they're basically in the catbird seat, knowing what our troop movements are, knowing everything about the U.S. military. They also control the U.S. Patent Office um, under the Commerce Department, uh, through which Wilbur Ross runs, which he's the guy that he was a Rothschild Inc. bond trader. And basically cut the deal with Trump to uh, cut his debt in half, take the Taj Mahal and the whole Atlantic City boardwalk. And then Trump gets to be president, I guess. Um, and they did put him in. They came to Janalytica, put Trump in. The crown is behind Trump. Um, now I think the crown is going to switch to Biden. We can get into that later. But um, Serco also controls all contracts through USAID. They, they work with NASA. They work with the European Space Agency. They have contracts with them. They run your immigration department in, um, in the UK. Um, there was a Serco van that took Julian Assange away, if anybody might have noticed that. Um, they run uh, detention centers in Australia. They run driver's license offices in Canada. They run medical records here in the U.S., veterans uh, records they have they have their hands on every piece of data and they are the epitome of big data which is taken over the planet and they're a crown corporation and so and they're also bundling all the 5g patents um, because they have the contract with the commerce department for the patent office they're they're basically stealing any patent that's of any value and they're funneling into silicon valley uh, military industrial complex component, which is what Silicon Valley is. It's a, it's a military operation all the way. Google, Facebook, um, YouTube, you name it. It's all, it all came from Stanford Re research technologies in Stanford, um, which, you know, Google was established there. Um, DARPA was their biggest funder. The, the two founders will tell you that if you watch their old speech, thanking everybody for the money. Um, we know the internet was a DARPA net project as well we know facebook came from lifelog which was a darpa project which then the day they shut down facebook started up and that all migrated up into silicon valley and and it's and and this is the new thing the the, the full spectrum dominance the over the horizon weapon system um you know known as the internet the internet so we're in the net you know we got in the net what are we going to do we can't get out we really can't get out because we now we've given them all these data this data about us by clicking on things all day and all night and that's what they want so we're literally building our own prison um with this internet but of course you know what we're doing here and what a lot of people have used it for is just the opposite we're trying to free people we're trying to use the weapon that's what guerrilla fighters do they use the enemy's weapons and they're always outgunned and, and then they use those weapons against them, and that's what we're trying to do today. So um, that's probably a lot to digest for folks right there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you see? You're talking about 8,000 years' worth of history, trying to condense it into 30 minutes' worth of... I mean, how can you do that? I mean, there's so many offshoots we could go there that I could ask you about. What really was coming to mind there, I mean, a million questions coming to mind, a million things to talk about. If this is all in place and have done this and look at the infrastructure that they've put around that you've just talked about in the last few minutes and, and, and laid it, that's huge. That's like, like as you say, a world wide web already. There's a bowl over the world. They've already caught the mouse in the world. Why are they so yeah. terrified of us? Why are these Nephilim Anunnaki so terrified of humanity that they want to wipe us out? Why are they so scared of us? I think it's because we're waking up really fast <laughs> and um, way beyond what they could have imagined. And um, their internet weapon that was supposed to be trained on us has now been trained on them. And, you know, they can say they're going to contact trace us, but we can at the same time say, no, no, we're going to contact trace you. We're going to follow you. We're going to follow your every move. We're going to expose it the minute it happens, which we can now. And I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence that this happened in March, you know, and my website um, was taken down uh, in February, you know, right before it happened. Mm -hmm. And um, my bank account was also frozen. So we were without funds for a while and they just went after us hard, you know, but right before COVID. And then Bernie Sanders was winning the election in the United States. And I don't know what to think about Bernie. It's twice now that he's, you know, he's gotten a lot of support and then he's lockstep behind Hillary and now he's lockstep behind Biden and I don't know what to think of him. Maybe he's just a red herring to draw 
the votes. But we know one thing. We know America's moved way to the left. And, and a real I don't mean like transgender, gun control, freaking fake left. I mean like real left. Like we want to share the wealth. Like we're going to bust up your cartels. Like we're going to take your Federal Reserve and nationalize it. Like, you know, people are in that mood. They know that. So if anything, you know, if Bernie's not for real, he's just what they're using to suck people's energy and and you can see how but anyway he was almost to win the, the the democrat nomination they can't have that they can't have that they had to have biden so it was right at the same time when bernie got knocked out that covid happened in fact it was part of why bernie got knocked out because all of a sudden he couldn't go out and campaign and they locked everybody down and they did jim Clyburn thing and it just kind of sealed it but um i really think a big reason that covid and, and there was other stuff there was stuff in chile going on there was stuff in Bolivia going on, there was there was protests and, and, and people were up in arms about a lot of things in a lot of places at that the time. The yellow vests in France as well. The yellow vests in France, good one. And, and you, you know, we tend to forget that. Like what was happening when this COVID, you know, which is quantum 19, I think is a good way to term it, quantum 19, because it's all computer generated um, when this happened. So I think they're, they're scared of us because we're waking up and it's been a long slog. I mean, 8,000 years, uh, and pro you know, it probably happened before that. And that, you know, there's, there's evidence that the great flood probably happened because these people were ruling the world, giants in the earth. And, and then God said, no, boom, you're done and start over. Um, yeah, probably. So it's been, it's been eons and millenniums and, and all of a sudden we're at this point where, I, I mean, I, I'm only 55 years old, I can't say, but in my lifetime, I've definitely never seen enough, uh, as many people awake, you know, and it's still frustrating because a lot of people aren't, but um, I think that's what keeps them up at night for sure. And I also think their plan is going to fall on its face because 5G uh, being rolled out, it's not working so well. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of techie reviewers in this country saying, yeah, it's really not working. You got vaccine makers, three of them now with dead people on their on their doorsteps. And they've had to shut down the trials. Just today, you had SAP, the big German software company, announce really bad earnings. And so before it was like, well, yeah, Wall Street, you'll go to the moon because the fourth industrial revolution is right around the corner and we don't need the real economy. And, you know, that's their big reset plan, right? Their global reset plan. And all of a sudden they're going, wait a minute, even the even the technology stocks are, 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 are crumbling. You know, maybe we can't make this work, this, you know, this virtual reality economy. Maybe it's not going to work. And it's a crazy idea. So, you know, what? guess what? It's not going to work. It's not going to work, especially if we don't let it work and comply with it. But I think they're seriously on the ropes. There's a lot of evidence this economy was tanking already in September when the banks on Wall Street, they opened the repo window, which is where the interbank lending and i mean the rates were at like 15 percent um because deutsche bank was ready to go under chase man jp morgan chase was ready to go under a lot of banks were going to go under and so what happened so i think what happened was that was another reason they had to spring the covid because then they could say oh well you know it's just the covid causing the the recession you know and and then of course the federal reserve steps in you know problem reaction solution and gives four trillion dollars to the banks and all the corporations and pays off all their debts and, and they call it stimulus, you know, or QE4. And then and it's a good example of what they call a public-private partnership, which they love to talk about lately. And it's where the public pays for everything and the private partnership gets all the benefit. <laughs> so, you know, they tack $4 trillion onto the U.S. debt. It went from $23 trillion to $27 trillion just overnight. And that $4 trillion is on our debt now. And who gets helped? Well, the banks get help. The Fed gets help. The big corporations get help. Same old story. So, but they're definitely um, nervous. And, um, but it's going to be this, they're, they're going for broke. It just looks to me like they're going for broke. So we can't let up either and, and, and pretend it's just going to go away. Um, and we have to be ready for anything. Because um, it looks to me like they're going to double down on this thing and triple down on it. They have nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, if this fails, if this fourth industrial revolution fails, this transhuman thing fails, um, probably all these inbreds are going to end up in jail. Yeah, this is what David, David Ike said. Um, one of the things that stuck in my head was that they've run out and the door shut behind them. And they can't go back in yeah. now. The genie's out of the bowl. They have to go full pelt at this. And as you say, 
they're not very bright. These aren't bright people. They're, they're inbred for generations. These aren't the smartest people in the world. They know things that we don't. But once you know the patterns of these things, you see it everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And as you said, they're saturated. Like even the little thing, like the CEO of Netflix, he's, both his uncles are Sigmund Freud and Edward Bernays. And you're like, well, obviously. I mean, that's just a bit... It's, it's funny. It's quite funny, really, isn't it? How, yeah, it how is ludicrous it is because it's absolutely ludicrous. madness. And it's so madness. what yeah. do you think? So what's this obsession with our DNA? I mean, obviously, these guys seem to have a completely different DNA. My my opinion, they're not us. They are alien. They are other than alien to humanity. They're not like humans. They might be part human as they, we might have be hybrids come from them as part mm -hmm. of the Anunnaki created us. Enki created us mm -hmm. from part of their DNA, part from Homo erectus, I think I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. um, so we may share some DNA there. But it does seem like they're a completely different um, uh, race than us. A completely different race. Do they yeah. they have a different blood type? Do they need our blood to sustain something? Can they not live in our atmosphere? And to be honest, to me, it sounds like they don't have our... They're terrified of our immune system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. They're terrified of our immune system. Well, they, they have to constantly... Uh, the, one of the biggest problems they have is they constantly underestimate us. And they constantly underestimate our, our immune system, and it's by design because then they want, in turn, they want us to underestimate ourselves. So the key to the whole thing, and yeah, you, I mean, you, you answered your own question. The reason they're obsessed with bloodlines is because their bloodline is different than ours, and part of it is, yeah, maybe they need the the human blood to survive, and that explains them drinking blood and. And you know, lab the impaler, and uh, you know the sacrifices, the rituals, all that stuff. Part of it too is to find out who is compromised genetically, and because even if you and I know better, that you know it doesn't matter if you're, you know, even if they, even if we are, you know, from part of that bloodline, it doesn't matter. It's all about like what you decide to do with your life, and this is this is basically the fascism I'm talking. I mean, when they say, oh, your grandpa had a you know, this condition, so you're going to have it. It's all nonsense. I mean, you don't have to accept that any at all. It's just that's the, that's the, the crux of fascism. Fascism is based on bloodlines. It starts with bloodlines. And, and then you exclude other people who don't have your bloodline, and that's what they've done. And so they also want to find the people with the bloodlines because they figure, well, they could compromise them easier, or they can put them into office and have them work for them. You know, or they'll have certain tendencies, kind of lizard brain, inquisitiveness, or materialism, or you know, all the bad stuff that goes with that. And and they're terrified. You're right. They're terrified of our immune system. They're terrified of nature. They're terrified of of the magical uh, creation that is before them. And that you know, that's why they do crazy stuff. They go hunt foxes. I mean, that's just sick, man. They should totally outlaw that. Just hunt these poor foxes. In these pens and just like because they can't hunt they're not real hunters i grew up hunting you know they they wouldn't know these people don't know how to do anything on this earth and and so i think it, it definitely lends a lot of credence to the fact that their blood is different and yeah if you look at over the past even just 20 years all of this has accelerated i mean hitler was dabbling in it even before hitler you had the kaiser wilhelm institute the eugenicist you know bill gates you know, father ran Planned Parenthood, all this stuff. Margaret Sanger, total racist Nazi, wanted to kill black people by setting Planned Parenthood up in their neighborhoods. Um, and then came Hitler, and, and then came, uh, you know, the sort of new eugenics. They had to change the name um, and hide behind um, some other sort of social engineering. But coming out of that, now we've had the Rockefellers funding the, gene, the Human Genome Project. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal. Like what? I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, right? And and I knew right then when I started hearing about that, I was like, okay, this is going to be bad. And and this is where they want to take, see the whole economy. So it's also about um, trading that, making it a tradable commodity, your bloodline, your blood type, your genetic code. Um, they want to they capitalize on it. That's what they do. They're capitalists. They're good capitalists. And, and they, they want to make money off everything. So it's almost like right now we're, we're moving away. From, they want to anyway. They want to move away from the petroleum standard, which is kind of kaput. Um, and they want to move to a human standard, you'd have to call it, where 
you know, they're creating opportunity zones and social impact investing and yeah, public private partnerships. And they want to put you on a pathway, you know, and so like you go spend your debit card, you use your debit card and, and, and you go to the store and, and, you know, you buy potato chips instead of apples and they're like, okay, well, we found out that you bought potato chips. You don't get your medical checkup this week, you know, or, or if you bought the apples then okay, you get, uh, you get uh, a free uh, whatever somewhere else. And it, it's all going to be based on, that's why they bought the, 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 the shopping cards out. And that's why they, they want us to go cashless um, because it, it means they know everything about us every minute of the day. And they and for this fourth industrial revolution to succeed, they have to know everything about us every minute of the day because it's predicated on that. But... Um, so that's another reason they're obsessed with bloodlines is pure economics. Like they can monetize this. They want to monetize it. And, um, but I don't think it's going to work <laughs> because, uh, again, there's just, there's too many balls in the air here. And, uh, but that's another reason to, to go cash. I mean, just, just spend cash on everything. Don't give them any, um, don't leave any crumbs for them to pick up a trail, you know? And, um, and that's really important that people sort of, and, and of course, this is all supposed, the way they're selling it is this is in addition to greenwashing it and redwashing it and calling it environmentalism and socialism and all this stuff. Um, of course, the other way they're selling it is it's so cool. It's so cool. And you people that still spend cash, you're so stodgy. You know, you owe people that spend cash. You're so stodgy. Or you don't get on the internet, really? And you don't, you know, I don't know. You know, so so the whole marketing thing, again, is, is that this is this is cool. But um, that's nothing new. I mean, they've, they've done that with a number of things um, over the decades and centuries. But, yeah, that, there's, there's a lot of reasons that they're obsessed with bloodlines. But the, I think those are, those are a few for sure. One is that they're different blood than us, so they have to keep track of it. Two is that they can appoint some, some uh, stoolies into positions of power that maybe have more of that blood and think at least, you know, theoretically that they can count on them. And, and three, that they can just monetize uh, that whole, you know, because they're going, in, they want to go inside us now. Mm -hmm. You know, the, there's nothing else in the real economy to make money on. I mean, there's nothing more to really be mined or, you know, I mean, at some point, you know, you have to figure out that's what it's all about is like, where can we go next? And so again, like with the BLM in America, they don't mind letting these people trash the inner cities with their George Soros funded Black Lives Matter. Um, because A, it makes it into a race war instead of a class war. You know, it, it just it allows the one percent to hide, and and they, of course they do that over decades. Divide and conquer. You know, it's black and white. It's women and it's men. It's it's transgender versus straight, and just divide, divide, divide. As many more categories they come up with, of course, the more they can divide us, which they're doing. And and but it, it keeps the attention off the one percent. Um, and and they don't mind having a race war. And they don't mind having these cities just totally gutted because why? Because they want to build back better which is the World Economic Forum slogan that I heard Boris Johnson use it, and Biden actually has it on all his campaign signs. So you know he's their boy um, this time around. And then he wants to mask everybody up, too, and follow the science, you know, which means follow Big Pharma, follow all the big hospital chains. There's three now, um, the ones that get the paid for the positive COVID tests, 13 grand each, 39,000 each for the ventilators. It's huge hospital chains. There's like three of them. There's, you know... Um, so it's all concentrated to the point where they need a new source of wealth. And the new source of wealth is us and our, our behavior, our, our DNA, our chromosomes. Um, and, and that's the whole crux of this synthetic biology and this transhumanism. A big part of it is just they need somewhere else to go with their capitalist economy. And there's nowhere else to go. So it seems like they, they originally created us to mine, mine a physical thing, mine gold for them, and now they're mining us as human yeah. beings, as an individual, mining everything about us. There's a small part to us that they can't get that you look for in man's search for meaning. There's part of us they can never get to, and they know that that's always going to be there. Do you think these people, these people, um, these entities, are a different energy entity to humans? Are we... Are we from a different source? What is your take on that? Yeah, that's that's a big question, you know, because, yeah, if you go, well, if there's this creator, you know, why would he even allow these things to haunt us and exist and everything else? But but I'm sure part of it's a test. Um, 
um, too. And I, I, I guess I tend to think probably so. And, and that, you know, of course, one of the other terms for Nephilim is fallen angels. And so, that, you know, these were the angels that rebelled against creator, against God. And um, they, they weren't satisfied with what he made or they felt like they got chipped out of something or whatever it was. And, of course, Lucifer was one of those angels, one of those fallen angels. And that explains why in the Bible of Freemasonry, uh, Albert Pike's book, Morals and Dogma, Albert Pike, you know, having founded Freemasonry in America in Charleston, South Carolina, also founded the Ku Klux Klan and prosecuted a good bit of the Indian genocide in this country. So a really nice guy. And, you know, in that book, they, they, they talk about Lucifer as the God of light and he's their guy. And so the Freemasons know the Bible inside and out better than anyone. They're the foremost biblical scholars in the world. And the only problem is they're on the wrong side. <laughs> They call our, what we call God, they call Adonai, which is sort of this God of darkness. And so that was what the whole enlightenment was all about. See, that was sold to us as, oh, the enlightenment. You know, and it was basically this thing where it just went from, yeah, pulling people on stretchers to, uh, to crazy notions uh, put forward by their agents like Isaac Newton or like, you know, uh, Einstein or like... Uh, you know, and, and then calling it science. And, oh, now we're so enlightened. But it really was just the same darkness um, under a different veneer. And it just, it may have been worse because it actually had sort of a, a better looking sheen on it. You know, like, wow, this is actually your intellect. No, it's not. It's just another form of darkness and it's lies. And, and so they took us down the enlightenment road. And it's the same, you know, but the, again, the word enlightenment, you know, light bearer, Lucifer, you know, lucifer ace enzyme that they're going to put in these vaccines i mean they're coming out of the closet and their whole notion um that they have the whole again they're scared of nature they're scared of humanity they hate us they loathe us they want us to hate ourselves um if we hate ourselves which many people sadly do um then we'll hate our neighbor our family then we'll hate humanity you know which they want us to do and that's the war on carbon we're made of carbon they hate humanity. Humans are messing it all up. How many times have you heard that? There's too many people in the world. I mean, that's all coming from the crown. And then and by extension, you hate nature. And then all of a sudden you say, well, gee, yeah, we can do this artificial thing. And, and that's that's what they want to do because they want to be the gods. I mean, if you look at the, the epic battle in the heavens and the fallen angels, and that was their whole thing. is like, we're going to take this over and we're going to do this right. And, you know, we're going to eat, eat, take a bite out of the apple and we're going to have this and and I mean translate that to the modern day, and it's we're going to have AI, we're going to have transhumanism, we're going to have vaccination, people people vaccinated and mind controlled, and we're going to get this right, you know. And and of course, it's just darkness, and and it's also coming from an extreme position of weakness, um, because they were kicked out of the heavens, they were kicked out of um, God's realm, and they know that they have a limited time here, and it just seems to me like they're sort of these people that already live in hell. And, and because they live in hell and they know they can never go back, um, they've been judged already. And so now all they have an interest in doing is just wrecking this planet, mm. you know, out of almost like a child, you know, that didn't get his way. And um, there's really no other way to explain it because none of it's rational and it's all insane and psychotic. And and humans, humans don't act like this. I mean, some of them can be co-opted by this way of thinking for sure. And, and they start acting like that. And then they spread that Wetiko virus, that mind virus to other people. And, and sadly, that's been a lot of the history of Western civilization, you know, because like the people that came from Europe to America, you know, and, and genocide the Indians and were glad to do it because they got land out of the deal. I mean, they already were carrying that mind virus that the crown had given them in Europe. And so they already had this screwed up set of beliefs. Um, and they came over here and they saw the Indians and they were free and they were generous and they were open and they were like, wow, here, you want some here, have some of this, have some of that, we'll, we'll help you survive. And then they just took advantage of it because they were total, you know, and, and they did the same with the Africans with slavery. You know, they, they, they showed up on the shores of Africa and the crown did, the crown ran the slave trade, right? Portuguese, the, the Spanish crown, later the East India Company. And so they ran the whole slavery shtick. They've run every bad thing, like I say, in the world. And um, they're just, they're not right in the head. They're not right in the heart. Um, and then normal people would just help you. Like if you're out in a snowstorm and you need help, normal person would stop and help you. You know, it's just normal. That's just the way we are. And what they're trying to do with their coming out of the closet party that they're having right now is to tell people this whole other thing about who they are. 
like, no, you, you don't want to help anybody. You just want to grab as much as you can and you just want to leave them in the dust and compete, 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 you know, and, and, and that's their way. That's not the human way. And so we've been lied, we've been lied about, about just the very nature of humanity. And of course the crown has been doing the lying with all of its, you know, Chatham house, Royal society, national geographic society, Royal Institute of International Affairs, you know, uh, BBC, which is their, their media tentacle. Um, and, and the whole city of London, uh, just, just, it's just a flaming pile of lies, but it is infecting people, um, to a certain degree. And to the degree that you remain human and remain natural state and don't get infected, that that's to the deal of a good chance of winning this thing and, um, and returning, uh, to the garden of Eden, if you want to put it that way. And it may be exactly that type of a thing in the end when all this, uh, carnage, falls apart and their 5g towers burn and the emp comes and you know it just doesn't work out all the satellites fall from the sky it may actually we may actually be going back to a time where we become hunters and gatherers again and and no but you know in between um like a child throwing a fit i'm afraid there's going to be a lot of carnage and that's part of their plan is to depopulate the earth by 90 percent. it's everywhere we know that uh the club of rome being kind of the you know, impetus for that nowadays, which the Rockefeller families founded in 1968 on their Bellagio estate in Italy and um, in the UN and all, you know, we know about it. We know their plan. Okay. So this is this COVID thing, this quantum 19 thing is their first salvo um, in that. And they will create chaos until enough people wake up and, and expose them and refuse to comply, which is why, and it is, it's, you're right. It's so important to me anyway, to identify this crown as the head of the snake, because it really does all go back to that. It's hard to believe because, you know, we, we fought them 1776, America fought them, which is why they hate us so much, by the way, because we fought the British, we fought the crown, we fought the crown. And, you know, yes, there were Freemasons and the founding fathers, and yes, it got co-opted right away, and yes, it got co-opted even more with the Federal Reserve Act in 1913, and the Rockefeller General Education Board, and the the 16th Amendment, which was never ratified, and then the bankruptcy in 1933, where FDR had to call it in the gold to pay the crown, and IRS that, that collects our taxes, it's, that still goes to the crown to this day. Um, all of our birth certificates are traded on the stock exchange as a straw man. There's all these things that have, that have enslaved us again, and then it really accelerated again under Clinton and Bush and Tony Blair on your side, where they, you know, Tony Blair deregulated the city of London even more. And the euro dollar had come about like in the late 60s, and that allowed U.S. corporations to hide their money in the Cayman Islands, Bahamas, you know, Bermuda, all the offshore bank accounts, which are all run through the city of London by the Bank of England, numbered accounts. Nobody knows who owns them except the people at the Bank of England. And, um, and that's only and – that, and so that euro dollar, which is a, a U.S. dollar traded overseas, it didn't exist before. And, and corporations couldn't take their money overseas and hide it or individuals. But then, when that euro dollar market came around, um, and that was that accelerated under the Bushes and Clinton and Blair and that well Thatcher and Reagan were the beginning of it. Um, but that got worse and worse and worse. And what we saw in this country, and I think you saw it too, was the increased privatization of your economy, the inc increased contracting. Because this again, this is how the crown has always done business. They're like the middleman; they get in between and they make money doing nothing. And that's what Circo does; they make money doing nothing. And then they control all the cards. And we even privatized our military here with these, you know, Blackwater type organizations. And it's all been this kind of move back to this British mercantilism, this East India Company model where you want to wipe out all government. And, of course, in the meantime, you make government look so bad that people don't mind that because it's so corrupted by the private interests that people love that idea. Like, yeah, let's just get rid of the government. But they forget that, as Thomas Jefferson says, government you know, in the United States was set up as a buffer between the, the oligarchy and the peasants. You know, they forget that because it's so corrupt, but that's really what it should be and needs to be. And, um, you know, everybody, every, every tribe, every clan, you know, going back hundred thousands of years, I've had some form of government. You, you have to come together and make decisions on things or otherwise, you know, you're, it's a free for all and you're on your own. And, um, so yeah, this this whole history has been has been, and and now what I see in the last 30, 40 years is this kind of sudden lurch back to 
extreme control by the city of London over our military affairs, over our economic affairs, over over the whole planet, because they've got both parties, major parties in this country. They've got the Tories and Labour in your country. You can't tell the difference anymore. You you you've got you know every country they've got it so sewed up. So now they can come out of the closet. Now they can maybe say, well, we're not going to have wars between countries anymore. That's the petroleum standard. That's the you know no, we're gonna what we're gonna do now is we're just gonna wage this crown war on all of humanity, all of them, and and um. And that's what that's what's going on. It's a global thing, and again, globalization in the end means the total uh, just governments no more. There will be no more governments. The governments will be like the WTO will be the government. These unelected officials from the one percent, um, the World Economic Forum, the Bilderbergers, these kind of people will be just in control, and they'll call this the new world order, and um, probably going to be based in Jerusalem. And because um, it's only because, you know, Israel, the reason Israel has always been important it has nothing to do with, you know, religions or anything. It's just it's at the middle of the Eurasian landmass, as Jordan Maxwell has pointed out. Um, you know, you go, you know, Copenhagen to what, Singapore, you go Vladivostok to Namibia and in the middle, right in the middle of the biggest landmass on the planet is this country called Israel now. And that's where they always ran a lot of trade. They always banked. They always smuggled. Um, and that's what they still do there. And so it'll be in Israel. And that's why Trump moved the uh, the, the embassy um, and, and other countries. And that's why they're working on this third uh, temple mm-hmm. and funded by the Rothschilds. And that's why, um, you know, Israel is extremely involved. But again, Israel is just the crown. Israel is... Israel's job is just like the Saudis' job. Um, so again, it's not a religious thing. You have Muslims, the Saudis, the UAE. You have Israel, um, the Jewish population, and and look at them now. They're signing treaties, and so again, coming out in the open, what it's always been. Saudis and Israelis have always had the same interests. Why? Because it's the crown, and the Saudis are literally monarchs, literally the crown, literally bloodline families that run these countries. Uh, along the Persian Gulf and have lorded over the oil. Well, that's what Israel was there for, too, was to keep the Arabs divided. And look, the latest country, Sudan, has now uh, signed a peace treaty with Israel, which is really bad because, you know, we threw Bashir, al-Bashir, out of Sudan last year with the Saudi-funded uh, coup. And he was one of the five remaining countries where there wasn't a Rothschild central bank. And I'll guarantee you it is now. Mm-hmm. So as they've been able to pick these countries off, and eliminate any semblance of real radical government, real real socialism, like Chavez, like you know, like the Ba'ath Party in Iraq, like Assad in Syria, like Yanukovych in Ukraine. As they've picked off Evo Morales in Ecuador, they marched him out at gunpoint. As they've been able to pick these guys off, Korea in Ecuador, you know, um, then that allows them to basically again just take the gloves off, come out of the closet, and and just try to course the whole world um, um, at the same time and there's no real opposition from any government anywhere I, I just before we go just wanted to touch upon what you said about um, the Middle East and Jerusalem there they're hiding a lot of this behind the, the prophecies by the looks of it the whole rapture will be the upload in my opinion the upload to the cloud that's just an, a, a version a tech version of the, the rapture then they'll have um, yeah. like Westworld on Netflix. They'll have their Jerusalem, their New Solomon's Temple and Temple Mount, and that will be AI, an AI construct. And that's, I believe, the AI construct will be that new Messiah that they'll call the Messiah. And what is your take mm-hmm. on that? Because it seems to me they're trying to, they're using prophecies. I don't necessarily believe these Nephilim believe in these things, but they know that a lot of people yeah. do. So they'll co-opt people into helping them bring these things about. What's your take on there, just before you go? Because that, to me, is something that we're going to see quite quick, this Middle East thing, this new Solomon's Temple, and its connection to yep. 5G and the up- upload and the, the rapture and all of this nonsense. Yeah, I think that, I think you, I think you make a really good point there. That's exactly it, because what we're looking at here is that they're trying to wash out. They've been trying to, to, to take out all organized religion for a long time. And, um, you know, first they used it to brainwash us, mind control us, enslave us. They took really good ideas from from prophets like the Buddha, like Jesus, who are who are awesome, you know, thinkers and individuals, and really I think had everybody's best interest in mind. And then they corrupted them 
with the in Christianity's case, the Council of Nicosia, 380. That's when I started. Put it under the thumb of the Illuminati, pretty much at that point. Same with Islam. Same with Judaism. Um, with the the crazy stuff that you know the, that that they've turned that into. But now we're at a, they're at a point where they just they literally want to wipe out all notion of spirituality, all notion of religion, and they're they want to bring in a new religion. And you nailed it. It's going to be technology. I mean, technology is the is the religion. Technology is the savior, right? And it's almost like this COVID thing. I call it quantum nineteen. So it's like it's a cult. It's like a, a new. It's like the new religion. So you know, just like in the Catholic Church, you know, oh, if you didn't genuflect before you came in, you know, or if you did this or that, it's a sin, right? Well, now it's a sin if you don't wear a mask, or it's a sin if you don't get this. And then they're they're preparing. I heard I heard one. Uh, person the other day describe it as like they're preparing the the vaccination it will be like the eucharist you know that'll be like the new eucharist and we're all we all have to take it to be holy and otherwise we're dirty humans you know and the whole thing about and that's where you know so it's it's exactly i think you're exactly right and and um that's what project blue beam will come in and and all these things are fake alien invasion or a fake messiah in the sky but yeah it'll all be projected on a screen it'll just be an image um, it'll be virtual reality, and and that's what that's probably going to be like the next phase of this. What they're calling dark winter coming up here. Biden even said it the other night in the debate. He used the phrase dark winter, you know, which was an exercise they did back uh, around uh, the 9/11 uh, thing. Which, by the way, was also done by the Crown. Securisec uh, was the security firm that had the contracts for security on the World Trade Centers. Marvin Bush ran it, and you know they they're the ones that cordoned off the elevator shafts. So that they could, you know, mine them with explosives, and um, and they blew them up, and then they had a holographic plane fake fly into it. You know, it was all controlled demolition, obviously. And then um, and then also, I should mention that they were behind the Kennedy assassination um, through Brinco, um, Sir William Stephenson, who most people know as James Bond. And he's the guy that's depicted as James Bond, and uh, so see how it's so insidious, it's so. It's like permeates our culture. Like even the heroes were supposed to, you know, or the the movies or the, you know, you play a deck of cards. What's the high hand? Uh, well, the ace is there, yeah, but then it's the king and the queen and the jack, right? And you play chess and it's the king and the queen. And it's just like, oh, I forgot to mention Crown Castle, which has put up every cell tower in the world on Fleet Street in the city of London. There's another Crown Corporation. And you think about Crown Castle, it's like, oh, I get it. You're ready to castle now. That's probably going to be a problem for us. Um, but no, I think you're right. And also just to mention one thing is, uh, I think Prince William is the leading candidate to be the sort of the antichrist in the flesh yep. simply because princess Diana had a tryst with King Juan Carlos of Spain. And it was more of a eugenics thing than a affair, but it, it did happen. There's books on it all over Spain, all over, you know, different European countries have written, written books about this and there's pictures and everything. And William obviously is different from Harry, who has a different mm -hmm. father, probably the chauffeur. Yep. Um, and okay, so Diana, you have Sinclair, Spencer, and Merovingian bloodlines, very powerful. Um, King Juan Carlos, you have Bourbons, you have Habsburg, and you have Merovingian, and that's a very powerful combination. And that's Prince William, which is why he kind of has an elongated skull mm -hmm. and a Habsburg chin, you know, because they're famous for this kind of crooked chin because they've inbred too much. Habsburg, Habsburgs are one of the most powerful of these crown families, by the way. A lot of the other families kind of genuflect before them. And they have the spirit of destiny that killed Jesus in their castle in Austria. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be Prince William. Um, and then they can say, oh, yeah, you know, we came from the Merovingians, you know. And then you go back and you remember Dan Brown, who was their chief propagandist, you know, with those movies he put out in those books, Angels and Demons. And, you know, he was just working for the, for the man, Schillen. And but then they can say, oh yeah, no, we really are related to Jesus, so we have the right to be the the new leaders of the world, and and he'll be presented as like a Messiah, see, like the second coming of Christ. So there's also that wild card to look look out for. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's all gonna get dicey if we just uh, let it get dicey, and if we don't, it won't. And that's just pretty much that simple. So we got to get the word out on this crown. We gotta. You gotta put a target on their uh, on their collective heads, man. I don't care how you do it. Put them in jail, kill them, snuff them. I don't care. I'm, I'm agnostic on that. I'm not gonna moralize to anybody about the best way to do that. Um, but I think the key is to get aware and just to know. And and that, like you said in the beginning of this interview, not enough people are talking about it. Not enough people know about it. 
And we really, and I'm just scratching the surface here, by the way, mm. uh, about their complete control of this planet. I mean, it's the more I, the more I study, the more I'm just like, whoa. I mean, it's just, they, they control so much and it, really everything of any worth, um, honestly. So, so, um, uh, yeah, so just keep getting the word out and we got a good shot, you know, cause people are waking up, I think, uh, big time. Yeah, I mean, guys, he's just looking to Prince William. He his lion's share of the owning of Serco. I found that out a few weeks ago. He's got huge shares in Serco. I mean, this uh, this guy, Prince William, Prince William huge shares shares in Serco. And if your mum, if your mum was possibly killed by your dad, would you not be pissed off about it? That's what normal people do. They didn't seem to care. I think, and we we all know mm. in the UK that Harry is not one, not like that. We all know that. We all expected him to to go off. I don't think. That maybe the royal family even understand how despised most Brits actually don't like the royals. They put it across in the media as if we all love them. Actually, if you talk to yeah. people on the street, most of us don't really care about them. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's a ruse. We're not really that bothered by them. But yeah, that's yeah. really interesting that you say that as well because that looks like I could see that happening e- easily. And um, he's been pushed. And right now the rules have disappeared into the, the background. And yeah. uh, just to end on this, coronavirus, corona means crowns. It's the crown virus. Yeah. It, they're not exactly yeah. hiding it. And if you add all the letters, we put alphabet, alphanumerically, I think it's corona goes to, to um, was it COVID or corona? Corona, I think it adds up to 666 if you add all the net, yeah. the letters. So obviously A, B, C <laughs> being three. Um, so C being three, if you add all those together, it comes out six six six. I believe that's right. I've got it here somewhere. I could put it through. But guys, they put this 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 stuff in for you to find out. It's almost like revelation of the method. They call it. Dean, this has been an amazing. Guys, if you listen to this back, make notes. I would love to get you back on in a few weeks, Dean, and do a second part of this because there's so much more we need to go into and chat about. But guys, this is yeah. what you should be listening to. Not voting whether Biden or Trump gets into the White House for the next four years and just does what his Rothschild and crown entity bastards tell him what to do. He's funded by Will Barros, who, who bailed him out. He's controlled by the Heritage Foundation, the CMP, the Moonies, CIA. Even I know that, and I'm not the best researcher in the world. Um, guys, this has been absolutely amazing, Dean. This is a tour de force of information. I would love to get you back on in a few weeks' time if you're up for that. Glad to do it, Rich, and uh, really appreciate you having me. And you just have a, have a great day, man, and keep at it. Um, thanks for what you do. Cheers, mate. Where can people find your work? Where people can order your books? I've got um, this is the book I'm reading at the moment, which is um, yeah, Nephilim Crown Five G Apocalypse. But you've got many yeah. other books as well, haven't you? Yeah, I got six different books out. Um, the one before that's called Illuminati Agenda Twenty One: The Luciferian Plan to Destroy Creation, and. Uh, Anyway, I got six different books. So they're on Amazon. If you just type in Dean Henderson, Amazon is the best way because they wiped out my website. And um, so I'm just doing right now, I'm just doing interviews and um, trying to honestly limit my time on the Internet, you know, because of what we talked about. But I'm glad to do interviews anytime. And um, and um, I'm, I'm in the fight and, and I'm glad you're in the fight, Rich. And uh, say hi to everybody uh, over there at Iconic for me. And I wish you guys all the best. Cheers, man. Thank you. If there's one thing you want people to learn from this what would you like them to take away from it just before we go? You know, I think just that, you know, we, we have the cards. We hold the cards, you know, like like they, they want to project themselves like they're so powerful and and they're, they're omnipotent and, 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 you know, everything they say is going to happen is inevitable. And, and it's just not like that. You know, we're human beings. Um, we have a great deal of power individually and collectively. And and don't lose hope. You know you have you have to be proactive in life. You can't sit there and react to what these people are doing. You have to be proactive, and just remember that that you are powerful. That you are uh, perfect. When you come out of your mama, you're perfect. God made you that way, and don't let them tell you any different. Perfect, guys. Head over to glitchintheco.co.uk and iconic.com and go check out Dean's books. I'll put the links below. Thank you, Dean, for your time. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Rich. Bye bye. Welcome to Glitch in the Code.